like to read, but I have no idea what books to read. I sometimes pick up a self-help book or a spiritual book, but right now, reading other books with my schedule just feels a little bit selfish. I haven't liked reading since I was a little kid. I know there are good books out there, but I don't know where to start, and so I pick up a bestseller that looks good, maybe when I'm browsing through the aisles at Target. Are you nodding along to any of those statements? Maybe you want to read more, but you have no idea how to take the first step to become a reader. Are you hungry for deeper connections and true leisure and a sense of meaning and hope? And can reading more books really be part of the answer to those longings? Hey, welcome to Letters to Women. This is a podcast where we explore and embrace what St. Pope John Paul II called the feminine genius, this unique strength and dignity that we have as women and what growing in that looks like in our daily lives. This is not about defining the one perfect way to be a Catholic woman. I'm using air quotes here. Or shoving yourself into a box that you just feel like you never are going to fit in. Instead, it's about a journey of discovering the unique way that God has gifted each and every one of us in the feminine genius. And what that looks like in the particular lives of women. My name is Chloe Langer. I'm a Catholic wife and mom living here in the heart of the Midwest in Kansas City. And I record these conversations during my toddler's nap times and bedtimes. And you'll hear our dishwasher running and a dog that we're dog sitting barking in the background. But it's in these normal, everyday, sometimes hectic moments that I've seen the feminine genius at work, and I'm so excited to explore that with you today. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Marcy Stockman. She's the founder and president of Well-Read Mom. That's an international movement and a book club. We're talking about how reading brought Marcy back to the Catholic Church, the origin story of Well-Read Mom book clubs, and how to make space in your schedule for reading. Even though we're talking about an organization called Well-Read Mom, this is a conversation for every woman. And Marcy is going to talk about how women who aren't physical moms or, or even aren't Catholic have grown in their feminine genius through conversations with women in well-read mom book clubs. So if you're ready to read more and to read well, sister, this letter's for you. This episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by The Little Catholic Box. The Little Catholic Box is a quarterly subscription box for Catholic women. Each quarter, Erica curates unique and beautiful Catholic items around a spiritual theme. It is so much fun to be a subscriber, but it's also a blessing to artists, creators, and small businesses whose items are featured in these boxes. They only offer a limited number of new subscriptions each quarter, and the current sign-up window closes at the end of June. But guess what? Listeners of this podcast are going to get exclusive bonuses by visiting the Little Catholic box.com slash letters. This month, if you sign up for the new subscription by visiting the littlecatholicbox.com slash letters, you'll also get a free bonus bundle in addition to your first box that's going to ship in early August. Be sure to check out the littlecatholicbox.com slash letters every month for a new bonus for Letters to Women listeners. Now let's dive into this conversation with Marcy. Today, I'm welcoming Marcy Stockman to the show. She is the founder and president of Well-Read Mom, which is an international movement and book club. As a former clinical nurse practitioner in mental health and a longtime homeschooler, she writes and speaks to encourage women and share the power of reading. She and her husband, Peter, have seven children and 15 grandchildren. Marcy, welcome to Letters to Women. I am so excited to sit down with you and visit with you today. Thank you, Chloe. It's great to be here. So on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about Well-Read Mom and the importance of reading in our lives as women, and also how to prioritize reading in daily life especially in those busy seasons. But to start us off, can you tell me a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Yes, I, I grew up in a, a wonderful Catholic family. And we, my, my dad made a crucio and he fell in love with, he really met the Lord at, at this, in this crucio. And from then, from that point on, our lives changed because we started to read the Bible and, and there were seven kids in our family. We'd all bring our Bibles to mass, which was quite a sight. 
And and then I, as I grew up, after 12 years of Catholic school, um, P- Peter and I got married, and I found myself um, increasingly falling away from the church to the point where at one point we left the church and felt um, just really wanted to be in a place where it was more alive or where people shared about the Lord or shared scripture. And and so we left and went to an evangelical church. But what happened during those three years we were away and, and met really some wonderful, wonderful uh, friends. But what, ha- what started to happen to me at that time was I started to miss the liturgical cycle in the church that I had so taken for granted, Advent and Lent and uh, the feast days and the saints. Feast. I started to miss everything. And and it was through reading uh, the early church fathers. I, I just began my own journey to really actually study the faith for the first time. I, I read Rome Sweet Rome by Scott and Kimberly Hahn and just other people who had who helped me see, uh, I guess, what I had left. And I began to hunger for the Eucharist. And I began to reconcile this relationship with the Holy Father and recognize this mother that we've been given, the Blessed Mother. And so it was with great, great longing um, that I returned to confession after years. I went in there literally trembling, you know, like so afraid to talk to this priest. And what happened was I was absolutely received with mercy and open arms uh, to come back. And so we came back and I've been so grateful for the Lord helping me, you know, drop the blinders from my eyes to and my heart to see and come back uh, to the church. Forever grateful. Especially seeing your love of reading and how that's impacted your ministry over the past decade, for that to be a key piece of returning to the Catholic Church is just such a beautiful piece of your story. Mm, yes. Let's talk a little about Well-Read Mom. It's an international nonprofit book club and a movement, and you're celebrating 10 years this year, which is incredible. I would love to hear more about the genesis of Well-Read Mom, how it got started, and what it looked like in those early years. Well, what it looked like, it's funny because I, I, I'm just thinking of this. I had been in graduate school uh, for for a Catholic Bible graduate program, and and I just wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at exegesis and you know the different the different kinds of it's a different kind of study. But I thought I love scripture. You know, it's the it's just such a good thing to give. This is what I should be studying. It was always. I, and I had this deep talk with a friend and I said, I, I'm not good at it. I, you know, but it should be you know, what I should love. And, and she said, what would you love? And I said, well, I would love to, I would love to read literature, you know? And she said, then maybe that's what you need to do. And so I dropped out of this uh, Bible program and, and it's because of that, I had this opening at that time. Uh, my daughter was a new mom, my daughter, Beth, and she called me one day and she said, mom, I, I'm done going to these women's book clubs, these mom groups. No, not book clubs. I'm done going to these mom groups. I've been there three times. And all they're talking about is their kids, like what kind of diaper to buy or oh, what kind of pacifier. Just She said, it's, it's not bad. It's just like, mom, isn't there a place, you know, after college where women get together and talk about the real questions of life? 
and boy, did that hit me because I remembered my own experience when I was when I was a new mom, and I felt so lonely in a new city and this colicky little Jimmy who screamed in the day and he screamed in the night, and I had had a difficult birth, and so I'm healing from that, and just I didn't know one other woman. I didn't have no one other woman with a baby, and I felt so so alone and lonely and postpartum depression and all that. I think it's it's probably more common than we realize when people are moving to new cities and and having their first child. And so I didn't have a support system. So when Beth uh, called that day, I just hurt for her. I understood that place of loneliness. And at that time in my own life, uh, I live in Northern Minnesota and I was going around to some mothers of preschoolers. Uh, I had been doing a series of talks on looking at good selections to read to our children. Um, in those early years, you know, what what can we bring into our home? What kind what kind of books can we read to our children that will educate their moral imagination? And after that series, they said, "Can you come back and speak again?" And I said, "What do you, what should I talk about?" And they said, "Anything you want." And I said, "Okay, I'm going to talk. I'm going to name this next round Well Red Bomb." Like that title just came to me. You know, I want to see what the women are reading. And so I went around and gave this talk, Well Red Bomb. And each time I gave it, I'd give some, I'd give, I'd give a little spiel on why reading matters for women and all these statistics. And, and I, I thought I did a good job with the talk, but each time I gave it, I came home sad because what I understood was, wow, nobody's reading. Nobody, not one woman in these three different sessions was reading quality literature for her own enjoyment and um, to help grow in her humanity. They might have been reading self-help books, but almost no one was reading. Most of the women weren't reading at all. Some were reading self-help books or something that you, you know, get off the shelf or something at Walmart. But I I felt so bad because I thought here I'm going there with, you know, all these statistics on how important it is that we remain and grow in our capacity to read from print. And I'm I'm giving this and I'm just, I'm just heaping one more, you know, one more weight of guilt. Like, hi ladies, you know, I'm here to tell you, point out to you yet one more way you're failing as a mom, you know? And oh, I don't want to do that. And also I recognize I'm not reading well by myself either. I'm I, I used to, I used to read really good books, but my life's gotten busier and what what falls by the wayside but our own sort of our own growth and development sometimes. And so when Beth called that day, you know, her desire for a meaningful place of conversation, it just met with my desire to to find a way to stay with other women and read read really good books. I said, "Beth, look, why don't why don't you and I read really really good books together?" And and I had this list of books I had read in my younger years that I could, sh- I could, I wanted to share with my daughter, you know, like, I'll read this again with you. And what about this one? What about that one? So, so she goes, okay, I'll do them. I said, look, you get some friends together in St. Paul and I'll get some of my friends together and I'll put together, I'll put together a five-year list and we'll take this seriously. And, and I'll, I'll even record an audio and send it to your group. You can play that'll kind of whet your appetite for the book and kind of give some groundwork for the setting and the time and the place. And so I'll do that prep. And all you have to do is get these women together and just press the little recorder, you know, and and they can listen to this and then you can discuss it. Like, let's make this really easy, but let's, let's read really good books together. So I went, 
at home, I was super excited about this. And I, I started taking books off my bookshelf and putting them on my rug in piles. You know, I had, I had a pile of 150 books out on these, onto my rug. And I start sorting them in different ways. I'm thinking, how are we going to, how, how am I going to organize these books? Oh, I really love this book. And I really love this one. And how should we do this? Should we start with the great epics of ancient civilization? Should we start with Homer? And read the Iliad and the Odyssey and the Aeneid and go on to St. Augustine's Confessions and Dante. Should we go that route chronologically? And then I thought, oh, gosh, I have a problem. You know, I don't want to be in this book club. This is great. And we read all those books I mentioned. But the, the problem was it was like asking. It was too hard. It would be like asking uh, women to run a marathon right out of the blocks, you know, when maybe some of us need to run around the block and get acclimated and build our muscles. And yet, at the same time, this huge desire to raise the bar. You know, the easiest thing to do, Chloe, is to just go along with what's happening in the culture and kind of go along and float downstream. And when we stay together as women, and this is part of our feminine genius, is women accompanying women. To We can raise the bar. And we can swim upstream and we can create environments in our home, in our personal life, in our home, and for our families, for the neighborhood, for that will impact the culture. It's kind of like culture building from the inside out. Personal growth for women changes things in families. Um, when women grow and start to understand that reading literature has something to do with awakening us to an awareness that life is a journey. And life has a destination and we're going somewhere and, and that the circumstances in our life um, have something to do with this journey of growing in holiness. You know, when we wake up to that, reading literature becomes a different kind of thing. You know, it's, it becomes an under, a deeper understanding of my journey home to the Lord. Um, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. We just go on and on. I could keep going all night, Chloe. i I better let you get to the next question. So anyway, that's how it got started. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, this would have been back in 2019, I went to a well-read mom book club, six months pregnant, and it was such a refreshing evening because I had that exact, you put the words into that experience. Like I just wanted wholesome conversation with women about things that were deep and it was beautiful. We read American Child, An American Childhood. Um, was with the book that we read that month, which was fantastic. And it pushed me. It, I was reading differently than just kind of the, the fiction that I was picking up on, on the regular. And I was reading books um, and I've read books that I wouldn't have picked up on my own because they looked they looked intimidating. I didn't think I was going to be able to read them or understand them. And then conversation with women about books that have really shaped my motherhood have been incredible. So it's just beautiful to hear the origin story of something that's impacted my motherhood um, and my experience with Well-Read Mom. So thanks for sharing. That was beautiful. I'm so happy to hear that, Chloe. That's great. Well-Read Mom book clubs, we're talking and we're Catholic moms and, and we've talked about the experience of Catholic mothers, but are Well-Read Mom groups just for Catholic moms or are they open to all women? Are they open to just Catholics or are they open to anyone wherever they're at on their faith journey? And have you heard from non-Catholic women who've encountered Catholicism maybe for the first time in depth through a Well-Read Mom group and, and what their experience was like. At Warrior Mom is for all women. You know, we had that title because kind of it was the origin of how it started. 
and you know it's kind of a catchy three syllables wild red mon so anyway we we were able to copyright that and trademark it so that's our title but it's absolutely for all women i think we have young adult groups uh, you know like we've had college groups actually uh they'll pick four books a year or something and 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 i i remember asking a college student like why are you doing this you know you're in college and she said yeah i know but all my friends are in different classes and so we're just picking a few of the books and then we really have something to share together that we're we're doing and so college students young adults um my daughter's in a group and she's not married most of the women aren't married yet some are but most of them aren't married, but again, it's uh, women sharing with other women. And then our oldest member that I know of is 85 years old. She's a widow. And she came up to me and she said, please, please don't forget the widows. She said, I am 85. I look forward to my well-read mom group. Um, so please keep speaking to the widows as well, or those empty nesters or whatever stage in life you're at, it is for you. We're primarily Catholic. Uh, those of us who work behind the scenes, for the most part, uh, um, all of us who work with Walred Mom are, are Catholic. I volunteer, but it's it's um, we want to look at this through a Catholic lens. You know, a lens where we're looking to see what is good and true and beautiful, and grow in that capacity to see another dimension in life. You know, the dimension that uh, is more than what can be measured. That the Lord is present with us if if we can have eyes to see. And so we want to grow in that capacity to see more in our ordinary days, you know, as mothers. I think reading literature can increase that capacity to see, increase our perspective on other people's lives, you know, grow in empathy. I, I You asked about people coming into the faith through, through Well-Read Mom. I, I can tell you a couple stories. There was one woman I heard about who someone met her. She was a government worker and, and someone somehow, while this woman was waiting in line, she started talking with this woman who was working there about, oh, I'm in this book club. And this, this woman said, oh, I love to read. And well, we, we pretty much read classic books. Or, and she and she invited her to her Wild Mount. So this woman came and she didn't know anyone. I mean, they, not, none of them really, you know, this woman did not know even the woman who invited her, <laughs> but she came. And and she she liked literature, so they started sharing. And at the during the fifth month, we we read a spiritual classic during Advent and a spiritual classic during Lent, specifically a spiritual classic, you know, by a saint. At this at one of the meetings, this this woman who had been invited, she said, you know, wait a minute. She said, and she and she looked at the woman who had invited her, and she said, are, are you Catholic? And the woman nodded yes. And then she looked at the woman next to her, and she said. Are you Catholic? And the woman nodded yes. And then she kind of went down the line and she said, Okay, so everybody here is Catholic. And all these women are nodding. And she said, Because I hate Catholics and I like all of you. And four years ago, she came into the church on Easter Vigil. It's been four years now. But she came into the church. She went through RCIA. And it's because you know, I don't know much about the story and I never met this woman, but that I shared with you what I know. But but what I understood was this is a person who wouldn't have gone into a church, probably, you know, or would have felt extremely uncomfortable. And yet she met women who were interesting. I mean, like there was an attraction, like she saw their way of looking at life and she was fascinated by that. It was a way in to grow in friendship that led to more. Another woman 
uh, shared with me, she was on a, I, I received the link to a radio program she was on, and she shared her coming into the church, and she was a Lutheran pastor's wife, and she was invited to a Walred Mom group, and again, she was able to see this depth or this dimension of the way they thought things through, or kind of a, a different way of maybe a sacramental vision of reality. You know, we see more. We see the Lord's we see this process of getting closer to the Lord, this journey. Um, we see that in our lives, I think, as, as Catholics, that's part of our, our walk with the Lord. Anyway, she, she again, uh, came, came into the church, and so did her husband. His journey was different, but uh, that, was, that was part of her conversion story. So uh, these kind of things are really beautiful to, to hear about. And there's also Protestant groups and but even so, you know, it creates, there's the opportunity for a dialogue together that might, it's just really beautiful that, that we can have something to share that brings us together rather than, uh, you know, not talking or arguing or something. So, yeah, it's been so beautiful uh, with the Protestants in, in my group. In my group, there's a, a Lutheran pastor's wife and... I just love that we have this opportunity to to share at this level on a regular basis and grow in friendship. It's such a common ground, good literature, and encountering beauty and goodness and truth through that and seeing, I love that sacramental worldview that those conversations really emphasize. Just this opportunity to see women in your life, if you're not Catholic, who are Catholic and and encounter that for the first time instead of maybe a stereotype or what, what you thought Catholic women were. That's just really incredible. I love how you talked about laying out these 150 books and not going in the chronological route. Can you talk a little bit about the books that that you have read through Well Read Mom over the, over the past 10 years? Maybe not all of them, but just some of some ones that's, that stick out to you as you think over the past decade of books that you've read with women. You know, when I was trying to figure out, okay, if we're not going chronological, how are we going to order these books, these 150 books? And one day I was reading Pope John Paul's Letter to Women. And honestly, I just, I just about jumped out of my chair because I, I really was given an answer to that question. I read, he was thanking women in their various capacities. Thank you, women who work. Thank you, women who are mothers. Thank you, women who are sisters and daughters and friends, contemplatives. And I thought, that's it. Let's order the books based on this very, the various capacities we have as women. You know, all women are daughters. All women ontologically are mothers, even if you're not biologically, if you're not married with children. You have this part of this mothering part of you that's given to us by, by God as in, in our feminine genius. And so we divided the books loosely into these categories. We had year of mother, year of daughter, year of worker, year of friend, year of contemplative, year of the pilgrim. This year is year of the family. And next year is, is going to be a little bit different from this capacity the woman has where next year is going to be year of the giver. We're going to look at the one who is the giver of all gifts, you know, our creator. And uh, I think in our culture, we're extremely confused culturally about that God, that we have a creator and we're the creatures. You know, we want to create our own reality somehow, it seems, um, rather than receiving what we're given. So we're going to look at giving and receiving. We're going to look at women who give and give and give some more. Ways that we can receive 
so that we can give and, and ways that we can recognize and give thanks to the giver. So that's kind of the lineup for next year. That's how we eventually ordered the books according to these capacities. And so we read great books and we read worthy books and we read spiritual classics. So great books, we've read Dante's Divine Comedy, uh, you know, sections from each. Sometimes with these longer reads, we'll have smaller sections for people who don't have time to take on the whole thing. Also, the only rule in Well-Read Mom is if you don't get the book read, don't apologize. Because your main vocation, you know, there's, there's lots of things that happen in life. Someone gets sick or just all kinds of factors. And, and we're not here to heap guilt on anyone. But on the other hand, so don't apologize if you don't get the book read. Go to your group and, and join in the, this environment where you're going to be encouraged. I, I One woman who, who didn't get the book read, I remember her leaving and she said, that's never going to happen again. I missed out. I'm going to read the book next time. But another woman, it took her two years being in a group to read a book all the way through. Now you might say, wow, she, she was failing. No, she, no, she wasn't. She was succeeding because for her, she started where she was at with her reading ability, read a chapter or two each book. And, but she persevered. She consistently persevered to where two years later, she finished her book. And a couple of years after that is able to say, I am a reader. You know, I, I think a lot of times we say, I don't have time to read because deep down, we're afraid that we can't do it or, or that I'm not smart enough. Hey, I'm not smart enough. You know, I'm an amateur. I am not, you don't have to be any kind of reading uh, guru or some academic understand critical theory. No, no, no. These books were written for ordinary people like, like me and, and whoever else doesn't feel like a literary scholar. You know, they're written for people to grow in their humanity. That's why they're great books. They're, they're good. They've stood the test of time. They teach us something about the human condition. I, I don't know. I always see myself in these books. Yeah, so we've read Dante, we've read Les Miserables, we've read, we just finished, or I just finished Anna Karenina. Uh, boy, we've got a great lineup for next year as well. We encourage women just, you know, wherever you start, start where you are, start where you can. One woman came apologizing because she had only read a couple chapters. We were reading St. Augustine's Confession. I think it was Advent that year. And, you know, what she understood by the end was, she had just had a new baby. She had a newborn and, you know, other kids at home. So, But she understood, wow, reading two chapters of St. Augustine is better than not reading any Augustine. You know, the, the great gift that comes with even a little bit of this kind of literature. And another woman said, uh, she said, I talked to her this year. She said, well, I've been in Well-Read Mom one year. And I said, oh, well, what, what, have you, what, have, what do you find? You know, she said, mm. I said, what's different? She said, well, I, I guess I would say my relationship with my 14-year-old daughter is better. I said, yeah, wow, that's great. You know, which, which book helped you? And she kind of, she puts, puts her hand up on her, on her you know, she, like she's contemplating. Hmm. She said, I guess it would not be any, any one particular book. I think it's reading these kind of books that really help widen my perspective and help me see her her perspective in a new way. So I really think it's more reading these kind of books that's helped me grow in, in my relationship with my daughter, which I thought was, that was fascinating for me. 
yeah, the ripple effects that we see into these different relationships that we have where you may sit down to read a book and think it's just you sitting down to read a book, but it ripples out into the rest of your life and your relationships and your family for sure. Yes. For women who are listening and thinking, oh, I want this. That is putting words to a hunger that I have, but I don't know where to start really practically nitty gritty finding time and building this identity of a reader. What advice would you have for those women? In my experience, I don't do anything by myself. I need accountability. And if I have built in accountability, I'm going to my group, right? And I want to be, I want to be ready for it. I don't want to let my friends down. That is motivating for me to get the reading done. So I'm doing something that I know is good for me that I wouldn't do if it weren't about letting my, not wanting to let my friends down. And I remember Carrie and my group, uh, we were reading Les Miserables, which is one small encyclopedia looking book, you know. This woman ran into a woman from her group in the grocery store. And the woman's like, wow, I am just not going to get this book read. You know, we meet, we meet in 10 days. I still have 400 pages left. Like there is no way. And the, 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 her friend said to her, well, you know, there's only one rule. If you don't get it read, don't apologize. I mean, maybe this is just one of those books you have to just let go. I mean, you've got graduations, you've got all this stuff going on. And that woman went away sad. And she went away sad and she thought to herself, you know, this is a great book. And if I don't read it right now, when am I really ever going to? If I don't, if I can't do it with my friends here now, when will I? And she went home from the grocery store, set her groceries on the counter, got her kitchen timer and picked up her book, set the timer for 10 minutes and went and sat on the back steps and 10, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. And nobody bothered her. I mean, she couldn't even believe it. No one, no one interrupted her. And she read I don't know. She read 40 pages. That night, she set her timer again. She read another 10 minutes, whatever. One hour before her well-read mom meeting, she closed the final page of that book, Les Miserables. She finished it. And she had such a sense of satisfaction going to her meeting, knowing she had read a life-changing book, a book that ignited a desire to grow in heroic proportions in life. Like, what are we doing here on earth? You know, Jean Valjean understood the journey and, and he, he does, he lives the journey. You watch him grow. You watch his sanctification. And, and so that woman went to her group so pumped and, that she had finished the book. And I know because it was me, you know, I was the one who needed that accountability to be like, I need the accountability all the time. So if you have a hunger, you know, if the listeners, they have a hunger to read, what we want to do is help you succeed and do that because it is it is a commitment. It, it, it it's like a muscle. If you haven't done it, it takes a while, you know. We but we want to help you not. We want to help you through those hurdles together uh, because when women grow, families and families are nurtured in another way. Culture there's a ripple effect into the culture, and and it's yeah. I have such an passion for this at this time in history. We're reading, we're all reading the same books at the same time. We can have a conversation across the states uh, because we have a core base of what we're reading. So uh, there's lots of implications when we stay together. Where can women find out more about Well-Read Mom? Maybe find a local Well-Read Mom book club that's already going, but if there's not a group in their area, what does it look like to start a Well-Read well Mom book club? I think the main thing is desire. If you have a desire to do this and can, can find a couple women or put it in your bulletin or your newspaper, you can meet at your local church. A lot of people meet at parishes or in homes or rotate homes. Go to our website, Well-Read Mom. 
com and you know we can you can get started with an introductory session just invite some women over to hear about it for the first time just what is this and why would we do it and you know that answers like that introductory session you play a couple audios and then after that you kind of understand what this is and if women say I want to do this then you you could start a group in the fall new groups will be starting you know, you registration opens June 1st. So we're registering now for, for, for the next year, which will begin in September, year of the giver. And, and we really want to help that process go smooth, or you could join an existing group. We have maps on the website of, of groups that some are open, some are closed. It kind of varies, but uh, we want to help you get started. You can email us at info at Walward Mom, and we'll, we have, uh, we want to walk, stay with you through that process. So Marcy, I have one last question for you. This is a question that I ask every woman who comes on Letters to Women, and it's this one. How do you live out the feminine genius in your everyday life as a Catholic woman, especially for this conversation as a woman who's encouraging women and sharing the power of reading? Well, I think I do it on my knees and asking God for for forgiveness for all the ways I blow it, that's for sure. Um, But he's so faithful and you get up again. But, But living it out, you know, my youngest left for college. So this is the first year I've, I've been an empty nester. Now she's home for the summer, which is great. And, you know, like all these grandchildren are popping over all the time. They live a couple houses down. But, you know, this role of being a woman, it, it, it doesn't stop. You know, it's it's really who, it's, it's, it's our children, it's our grandchildren, it's who comes to the door, it's who you meet in the grocery store. Or it, it doesn't stop. And I think that when women accompany women and, and we can culturally raise the bar and help each other fill our minds with what's good and beautiful and true that helps move us with an awareness that we're here for a reason, we're on a journey, we're on a journey home to God and how we live matters and uh, understand the human condition, understand our need for a savior. If we can grow together in that understanding, that vision of life that we have a savior, we can have a relationship with him. Uh, wow, that's a privilege. And it's something I want to keep growing in. Marcy, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was delightful. Thanks for sharing about Well-Read Mom and, and about your story as a Catholic woman. And- well, keep up the good work, Chloe. Great to meet you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Letters to Women. Check out the show notes for my conversation with Marcy on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com, or scroll down in your podcast player for links to the Well-Read Moms website and podcast. You'll also find a link to the Little Catholic Box so you can sign up for their next box that ships in August and make sure to use that link as a Letters to Women listener so that you get a free bonus bundle. There's also a link to sign up for my monthly newsletter, Naptime Notes, which I write during those rare coordinated nap times that my toddlers give me. Each month I share what I'm reading and listening to, library books that I'm reading with the girls, what I'm reading after the girls go to bed, plus some tiny changes that are making big differences in our life here at the Linger House. And in June's issue of Naptime Notes that's going to be going out in a few weeks, I'm going to share what's inside the free little library that we just put out in our front yard. If the conversations that you hear on Letters to Women are something you would recommend to a friend, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast. And if you know a woman who would love the conversation with Marcy, maybe it's your best friend who wishes she could find more time to read or women in your small group, could you share this episode of Letters to Women with them? Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. The upcoming weeks are going to include conversations on the feminine genius with Lisa Cotter and the start of a summer series on friendship featuring the women who contributed stories to my newest book, Sisterhood, Giving and Receiving the Gift of Friendship. And that book launched into the world last month and you can pick up a copy wherever you get books. That's all I have for today's episode. So until next time, be not afraid.